Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, no pressure, Eric. It's a very special Wednesday episode. This is like the Tom Hanks episode of Family Ties. I'm dating myself. Eric probably doesn't even know what Family Ties is. Hi, Eric. Mike's off today. It's just me, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing, Bulldog? I'm, do- I'm doing well. I- why don't they just put you guys like on a giant drone to broadcast these games from Kansas City? Are you kidding me with that broad? You probably don't want to complain because, you know, it's a pretty cool gig you got. But, oh, my gosh, you guys are on Mars. And uh, the booth, uh, the window stays closed. It's a, it's a, you're shut off. So it's it's even hard to like feel the energy and the crowd as well. Um, Now the, uh, these Bills Chiefs matchups over these last few years have always uh, been entertaining enough that even without being able to fully hear and feel the crowd and being uh, literally nine stories up, uh, they, they still are fun ones to call. Yeah, I'll bet. And, and this past Sunday was another fun one. I, I'm struggling a little. I don't know if you're feeling this at all. We usually talk on Mondays. We've occasionally done this on a Tuesday. Wednesday, like, I'm we're looking at Dallas already. So, like, talking about the Kadarius Tony offsides and Mahomes' reaction feels almost like 10 years ago with how much it's all been talked about already. But I still want to pick your brain on some of it because – um, I, I think, well, a, it still, you know, was, was a, you know, incredible outcome, uh, the way it, the way it went down with that penalty and the outcry about it. And I know Mahomes has apologized specifically for the way he treated Josh Allen in the post game, you know, midfield handshake thing. Uh, I'm choosing to not accept that apology because I've had to work to find something to hold against him and the Chiefs and Andy Reid, and this is all I've got so far of after three or four years of them sort of being a thorn in our side. Um, did you think the Chiefs embarrassed themselves on Sunday after the game? I don't want to say embarrassed themselves, but that's as strong of a reaction I've seen from Reid and Mahomes, and um, I, I think that was a lot of frustration kind of coming to a head, you know, mm-hmm. the way the season's panned out for them this year, um, you know, they they still have a good record. They're still likely uh, going to win the AFC West, but now they're sitting there with an eight and five record and they've just been so dominant in the regular season these last few years. And as they sit there and they're not number one overall, and maybe things haven't quite gone their way and offensively um, not even in the top 10 in scoring offense, which Generally, they're one, two, or three. It seems like it was a lot of frustrations that all mounted into that moment where Andy Reid said it was embarrassing for the NFL and Mahomes wanted a warning. And look, I mean, one, it was an egregious offside. It's like there's some wiggle room with the tackles because if you look at the side view of that play, their right tackle, uh, Juwan Taylor, he's actually lined up in the backfield as well. So mm-hmm. it could have been an illegal formation as well. And generally, um, those guys will get warnings, especially uh, the tackles. 
But, you know, Kadarius Tony briefly looks over at the official. He doesn't give a, he- a heads up. And, you know, it-, it stinks that that play for them gets wiped off the board. One of the most entertaining plays of the season. Um, but it- it's-, it's the rules. It-, it is what it is. Yeah, like for me, it's a mechanical rule, right? I mean, if you like all, all of Mahomes complaining about, oh, we're talking about officials again. Well, first of all, you're the one talking about officials. Uh, a, B, you know, interference, holding, you know, illegal contact, these sort of judgment things. Like I recognize that the official ultimately still has a judgment to make on that play. But I refer to plays like that as more more a mechanical call. Like, I'm seeing you, that's a foul. It's irrefutably a foul. Whereas, you know, two guys hand fighting downfield and you throw a flag, you want to complain about, you know, you're letting them play all day and now you're calling that or, or, or something like that. I, I get that sort of complaining. But when you do something that is just, you know, before the ball is snapped, that is clearly a foul, I, you know, I think that should be flagged 100 times out of honor. Yeah, I'm with you. And, yeah, when you break the rules of football, you get penalized for it. It stinks that it happened in a big moment for them, great for the Bills. But, you know, it just is what it is. I mean, illegal formations, offsides, stuff like that, that you have to call it. You have to police the game. And, look, I mean, Kadarius Tony, he gets traded from the Giants last year, and he plays a role in them winning the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's, it's kind of been on brand for him this year with the amount of drops that he's had. And, you know, this, which I would consider almost a mental lapse similar to him lining off sides mm-hmm. in a crucial situation. You know, have you thought at all about this? You've been asked about this in, in the days since the game. Because um, somebody asked us um, maybe on Monday or even on postgame Sunday, like a false start, of course, the play is blown dead. Um, unabated to the quarterback by the defense can get the play blown dead. But – you don't always blow the play dead on a play like that. Why? Why do you do you have a, an idea or do you know why that play isn't just blown dead when the player is offsides like that? Yeah. So similar to an illegal formation, I assume that you don't blow that dead because um, you know the defense could make a play. They could make an interception mm-hmm. or you know force a turnover or create a sack where it would still be punishing for the offense, but it's not necessarily a, a safety uh, issue or anything like that when you go unabated to the quarterback. So it gives the defense an advantage in that situation because they could still go force a turnover, make a big play, but ultimately the offense is, you know, they have a dead play there where the, the best case scenario would be, I guess, that they're moving back five yards uh, I, for the start of the next play. Forgive me, I did not hear the call of the play uh, in question here, The you know, the radio call, your call of it. Um, how how soon did you see? Because I'm watching on TV and now seeing the replay, even of the uh, of the original, you know, broadcast angle of the play live. I can't believe I didn't notice the flag. I must have been too tense. I didn't notice the flag, so that's one my mistake. Two, I'm just assuming it's going to be like an, a defensive foul. Um, like, how surprised were you when the, the, the offsides offense number nineteen? So I saw the flag immediately. It was thrown by the side judge that was on our side of the field uh, to where the broadcast booth was. I could see the flag, that little bitty handkerchief uh, from, <laughs> from our vantage point in the booth. I could see it. So as soon as the play started, I knew that there was uh, uh, there was going to be a foul in there. There's a penalty on the play. I assume in that situation it's either going to be an illegal formation by the offense or someone lined up in the neutral zone because no one just – 
egregiously jumped off sides on defense. Right. So it's one of the two of those because those are the two things. Um, and, and I'm including lining off off sides as mm-hmm. kind of just an illegal formation. And gotcha. So I assumed it was one of the two of them. Um, I'm interested to know if Kelsey assumed that, that it was going to be a defensive offside, so they essentially had a free play. And that's why I don't know if he saw it on the snap. Um, sometimes you could see it out of the corner of your eye. Other times you can't. But I was almost thinking in that moment he makes a really risky play uh-huh. late in the game because he assumed that they got a free play. Yeah, I wondered about that, and I have not seen nor read really any uh, background on like what he was thinking on that. But it's all just been about the offsides and Mahomes and Reed complaining, and then you know eventually Mahomes apologizing. Like I wonder if like that was extemporaneous or he had it in his mind all day or or what. I did read that he has they do or he does practice that. So it's not something that's completely out of the blue, but I, I wonder, like you're suggesting, whether he knew they had a free freebie there or thought they had a freebie because of the flag and decided, well, might as well, you know, kind of like the old Aaron Rodgers throwing it, you know, a mile downfield when he sees the flag. Yeah, and I, you know, the way that play played out where Tony's not going to go make a block for Kelsey, it was almost like it was planned or something that they had talked about um, prior yep. because of Tony's alignment and. I mean, not everybody has a future Hall of Fame tight end that also came to college to play quarterback, so he's got, he's got a good arm, too. Not everybody has um, that type of player on the roster. But when, and to be able to – like the processing mentally that goes into a play like that where you know he's making a play down the field, you understand all the situations, and then to have that be a reaction to me, it seems like it's something that they've either worked on He's goofed around doing that in practice. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's probably a little bit more to it. I don't know that they uh, give up that information uh, <laughs> easily or even relay it the truth because then other teams would have, you know, be more more keenly prepared uh, to be able to defend that. Yeah, it, it was really smoothly executed, I would say, for, for, for a play that was, you know, in that moment, it was – I mean, it was it was slick. I'll, I'll give him that much. Eric Wood on the Western Hotline uh, with us here on a, a Wednesday. One last thing from me on this. I, I, I guessed, and it's only a guess, uh, because Reed has obviously been well-known for a long time, highly decorated coaching career, certain Hall of Fame coach. Um, I thought for him to be as hot as he was after the game was maybe in part because he knew his quarterback was running so hot and wanted to look like he was standing with Mahomes as opposed to like just sort of fending off. I don't want to talk about the officiating. Maybe he went in on it just to sort of you know be in lockstep with Mahomes. What do you think of that theory? Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of truth in that as well, where you see Mahomes having to be restrained on the sideline, so you back him in the media and maybe don't make him look quite as bad uh, because of some of the antics um, uh, on the you know with the with the officials and everything that that Patrick Mahomes was doing in those final minutes of the game and you know obviously that would have given them the lead if that's a no call but you still have Josh Allen getting the football with over a minute to go and three timeouts and so you know yep. you, you look at everything I mean it's not like the game is over in that instance but I'll say this when I watched that play unfold I mean my my stomach dropped and I thought <laughs> wow yeah. is I mean in what in a season where the Bills essentially have given away four games, they're fighting for the playoff lives, is this really going to be the play that essentially maybe not ends the season, but 
Ugh. comes close to ending the season. Like, is this really happening? Um, and obviously the Bills um, get out there with a W. Might have been the most important flag of recent Bills history because the it, it you're right to point out a minute 20 to go couple of timeouts like you know anything could still happen there much like the playoff game from 21 uh, you know there were what three or four lead changes after the 2 minute warning in that game i think three so the bills would have had the chance to to answer uh if they didn't i i i I can't even imagine what our lives are like talking about this team right now, considering the week, the run-up to this Chiefs game, and then if that if that play had stood and the Bills lost the game like that, I mean, oh my gosh, put it on the pile, right? I mean, all uh, time. Put, yeah, exactly. Put it on the pile, and you know, yes, this this Bills team uh, is sitting there with a seven and six record right now, but the way this offense is playing. And, you know, the defense is making more plays in games. Uh, they've, they've really played well in the first half of the last couple of games against two good offenses. And you can tell you what you want about Kansas City statistically, but you're still playing against Patrick Mahomes and Andy mm-hmm. Reid and Travis Kelsey and that crew. So when you look at it, and yes, the Bills have squandered some great opportunities, and we all know and feel that they should have a better record than 7-6 and six right now. The way they're like kind of the trajectory of this mm-hmm. team right now, especially on the offensive side of the football, they're as dangerous as anybody in the NFL. And you look around the AFC in particular with all the backup quarterbacks in because of injury right now. And if that's the way it ended and you don't get a, uh, a chance to see Josh Allen make a run at a Super Bowl in the postseason, you know, kind of peaking towards the right part of the year. Man, that would hurt. Well, that that spins us. You're such a pro. That spins us perfectly to you know this coming week's game with the Cowboys. The Cowboys obviously red hot, averaging over 40 points a game over the last month or so, or maybe even five games. And so, a big win for them on Sunday night at home against Philadelphia. Sort of a you know change the narrative about us. We can't win a big game. You know, we all know the Bills narratives, but a lot of people you know know the Cowboys narratives too. And you know Prescott. Scott's critiqued heavily and heartily, um, and maybe they they you know quelled a lot of that and put it to bed for now. I wonder, Eric, about them in this spot. I mean, both teams are coming off substantial wins over huge rivals within their conference. Um, I wonder if the Cowboys can just sort of stay at the level they've been at for more than a month now. Yeah, it's tough to sustain. And, and earlier in the season, we were kind of talking about it, especially after that three-game stretch after you dropped the one uh, to New York in the opener about – how can the Bills maintain this? They're just blowing teams out, including Miami, who was the hottest team in the NFL entering Orchard Park in week four. And so that's kind of where the Cowboys sit right now. They've won five in a row and at times have looked completely dominant. I mean, both offense and defense ranked in the top five in points per game. They have superstars all over the field. Dak Prescott, I believe in his last four games, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, they're playing really good football right now. And, you know, but we say that the Bills themselves, one of the Mm -hmm. hottest teams in in the league, and you're sitting here as as the favorite heading into this game Sunday, which I don't know how many teams, even if you are hosting at home, would be favored over the Cowboys right now besides the Bills. How much of a departure from what they've done mostly on offense was this Chief game in, in how they use James Cook, at least to start the game? Like, he... Boy, the first quarter of this game, quarter and a half of this game, I'm like, we're looking at like a career day, um, and he still ended up with a with a you know really really 
you know, productive afternoon when it was all said and done, but it just sort of, it didn't, it didn't sustain, it would have been hard to sustain with the, the yardage he was putting up early in the game. But I feel like since Joe Brady's taken over, they are finding, this is like the Eagles game where they had that one, we talked about that play that, that Cook unfortunately dropped. Um, they had the matchup they wanted and getting Cook out there and having him not just as a safety valve, but like running routes um, and, and being a matchup problem feels like a new development since Brady's taken over, no? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we talked about it in the very first game that Joe Brady took over against the Jets in the design play to Todd Johnson out of the backfield and then the touchdown to James Cook. It seems like there is more design for that. And I was thinking about this earlier today, whether that's matchup specific. You know, the Chiefs has a really strong uh, cornerback tandem on the outside. Okay, well, you know, Davis goes without a catch. Diggs was extremely limited in the game. But then you have this explosion from James Cook. Well, their starting middle linebacker, Drew Tranquil, is out of the game. And Nick Bolton's playing out there with a cast on his hand, which he missed one of the tackles, whereas cast literally just slipped right down the leg of James Cook, where normally he probably wraps him up and tackles him. So, okay, let's attack where we can, mm-hmm. where we find our best matchups um, uh, in the game. And so, you know, week to week, I, I don't think you can – ever go into a game and say, hey, we're not going to give James Cook his amount of touches. Just, I mean, running the football, we've talked about this, but his timing and his pace that he hits the holes and the vision that he's showing is is incredible. I mean, it's been fun to watch and see him develop in these two years in the league and then the threat that he is out of the backfield and the way that they're setting him up. And so, you know, you have that wide-open touchdown pass to Cook. Well, that was a, and this is becoming really popular, this four-strong look, but they put – Gilliam in motion and they kind of put him out in the flat and generally they put Cook behind him and it can essentially be a swing screen to him with a fullback leading the way and throughout the game they attacked the middle of the field and went to Kincaid or Dawson Knox a couple times well on that one instead of running him out in the swing route they run him straight down the seam which is something that I hadn't seen from this Joe Brady led offense and so um, yeah to your point they are finding ways to utilize James Cook as a weapon out there. With that said, this game feels to me like maybe it's maybe it's time to like dust off Stephon Diggs. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since the Giant game and he was 100 on the number in that game. Um I I don't think it's a crisis at all. I mean, the offense has looked mostly really good in three weeks since Brady's taken over. I'm thinking of how Seattle hung with Dallas, and that was big plays down the field, DK Metcalf. And I'm just feeling like they play a lot of man, right? Dallas, maybe 41%. I heard Tasker and Brownie say on, on their show before our show today, uh, I just feel like that's gonna that that's gonna that's gonna be the ticket, I I think. Uh if this game is, if Dallas, you know, is as potent offensively against the Bills as they have been lately, um, maybe that's the way you got to keep up is is really lean on digs. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's uh, very fair to say that they're going to need digs to have a, a fairly big game this week to keep pace with Dallas. I mean, Dallas is going to put up some points. They have the number one offense, number one scoring offense in the league. They have tons of talent on the offense side of the football, plus a, a, a solid offensive line. And so, yeah, you likely need a big game out of digs this week. It'll be interesting to see if Steph Gilmore follows him around, and if that's the case. Uh, Trevon Diggs um, is out for the season with a knee injury already. So do they kind of pick on that number two cornerback when they can? Um, so that'll be interesting to see. And then we'll check out the, uh, you know, with the weather forecast this time of year, I believe there's uh, forecasted rain 
we'll see if that affects the passing game as well on Sunday. Yeah, they, they um, I, I heard this on Sunday Night Football. Collinsworth was talking. I, I still haven't looked it up. The name of their their corners coach or their secondary coach, Collinsworth, talked about how this guy told him, "We don't really." I, he doesn't. I'm sure their coordinator and, and other coaches. Uh, work on their scheme but this this position coach told Collinsworth all I really do with the guys is we study tendencies receivers quarterbacks and you know the results kind of speak for themselves they've got a guy with five pick sixes here I think on the season right so um I think that that they they seem like a team that's going to really be after the ball so Allen's going to have to be buttoned up but I still think throwing it you know 45 times is probably the recipe yeah, you get, you want to get the ball in Josh Allen's hands. You mix in the run with Cook, but I've liked how they've utilized the screen game as well a lot more under Joe Brady. So, you know, even though you're not running the ball, and I know they dropped the one late in the game that stopped the clock with a little over two minutes left, but those are essentially extended handoffs out there. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, this time of year, you got a 7-6 and six record, and you essentially got to win out. Put the ball in Josh Allen's hands. So, you know, let James Cook, Diggs, Shakir's played well of late. Uh, and then Kincaid is probably your number two receiver right behind Diggs. You gotta, those guys are going to have to show up this time of year. Seven and six, and the parallels to 2021, I think, have been there all year. Um, you know, it sometimes can depend how you get to the record uh, that you have. And in and, and, and this year, the Bills have lost some games that really they had no business losing, like we've already talked about. And Dallas is a big test. But, man, Eric, it – it already feels like it's kind of maybe fans are a little reluctant because of the way the year is gone, but it man if they get this game, I feel like the division is is back on the table big time. It's already on the table now. I mean Miami losing on Monday night to Tennessee like they did, I, I, that was dead to me that conversation for two or three weeks running, and now it's right back in the window. Yeah, not many people saw uh, the Titans winning that game. I think they were like a thirteen and a half point underdog in that game. And so they pull out that win, and now, yes, the division is on the table. You have this test. You know, you got a big test right now in Dallas, but then you play the Chargers with a backup quarterback, New England. Um, they've had their struggles this year, and now it's being reported that they're going to move on from Belichick after the season, and then hopefully this all leads into a monster matchup in Week 18 with the division on the line. That'll be that'll be about as fun as it gets, and um, it'll be down at their place, but – Bill's Mafia shows up strong in Miami. It'll be interesting to see. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, you already had Tyreek Hill talking about how they need more fans in their own stadium and all that. So it'll be, uh, that, that could be a really fun one. All right. And depending when the game is, maybe it won't be like 100 degrees in the blazing sunshine. Like, if it, you know, this game certainly is a candidate to be the Sunday night game that week. Uh, we'll see. There are other games that potentially could be defi- deciding playoff spots. But, boy, if this game is 
for a playoff spot and the loser is out, or even if it's just for the division, uh, boy, I, I would think NBC would be taking a long, hard look at that. So we'll see. Uh, just a long way to say maybe you don't have to worry about being in the sun like they did last season when they played down there. Anyway. Right, and in January it shouldn't be right. 110 right. Uh, as well. But the, last year that was absolutely brutal. All right, Eric, thanks a lot for this, and we'll uh, catch up again on Monday like usual. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, Bulldog. That's our man Eric Wood on the Western Hotline, and his weekly appearances here on WGR are brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. By Arthur Pressman, your DWI and traffic attorney. Don't mail it in. By Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. And by the Good Feet Store. Don't just live with foot pain. Visit the Good Feet Store on Walden today. Any reaction to what Eric and I just talked about? Uh, certainly open season on that. Um, we'll get right back into talking about this matchup, though. Bills, Cowboys, I alluded to it there with Eric. I think Diggs has to be huge for them this week. Uh, at least someone in the passing game has to be huge for them and might as well be your best guy. I think the opportunities will be there, so they're going to have to be ready to take them because I think this Dallas team is going to be primed to put up some points on them. They are scoring on everyone, we'll see, unless they have a huge letdown or something, which is always possible. We'll get into all that and more as we continue. 803-0550 is the number you want to get into this Bills-Cowboys matchup or anything else that we've talked about so far today. Lines are wide open for you for the next half an hour or so. Sal Capaccio joins the show at 5. Paul Hamilton at 6. It's a Sabres game night. They're out west. Well, sort of out west. They're in Denver to play the Avalanche. 10, uh, 10.22 local time puck drop. I, I saw, like, our time, 8.22. It's TNT, doubleheader night. So uh, it's going to be a late one. And it's on a channel I don't get at home, which is really unfortunate. <clears throat> hint, hint. All right. 803-0550. Mike's off today. I'm the Bulldog along with Zach Jones. You're listening to WGR. I know a couple of the defensive guys pulled me aside, just asking different questions, like what they like to run different looks to, what they're thinking on pass protection, how they like setting, stuff like that. That is Bill's guard and former Cowboys guard, Connor McGovern, talking about uh, this week's matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm the Bulldog Mike Show has the day off. Zach Jones along for the ride. Uh, as always, 803-0550 is the number you want to get in on the conversation here. Sort of we're just talking some football, man. We're getting ready for the Bills and Cowboys on Sunday. Huge game again. And uh, I I want <laughs> maybe, maybe I should be a little more careful about that. It is I know I saw this earlier in the week. I don't think anything changed. If anything, Miami losing probably only enhances uh, the Bills' odds. I'm not Mr. Fiddle-around-with-the-playoff-machine myself. Um, but I know I saw on Monday that a 3-1 and record here to the wire. The Bills got four games left. Cowboys on Sunday. Chargers next Saturday. Patriots the following Sunday, and then they close out in Miami, and we'll see when it's going to be on a Sunday, but we'll see exactly when, no Monday night game that week, uh, we'll see exactly when that game ends up being scheduled. If it's, you know, for all the marbles in the division, maybe it ends up being a Sunday nighter. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but it, if the Bills were to win three of the four with the one loss being the Dallas game, their playoff odds were around 80%. That again, that was at, that was I think before the Miami game, and if anything, that's only probably better since Miami lost uh, to Tennessee Monday night, and so you know 
I want to say, on one hand, for the vibes and for winning, certainly for winning the division, I think a win here, like winning out, right, gives you. I, I would tell you right now, I, I I think I love their chances of winning the division if they, if if they win out. I, I think the chances of Miami losing. I mean, they've got the Jets this week, so whatever. Uh, although I, you know, I don't know, Zach Wilson, AFC Player of the Week. Anything? No. Uh, they've got Dallas after that, and then they've got Baltimore, and then they've got the Bills. So Miami dropping another game. One, all I need is one of those. You know, Jets, eh. uh, Dallas, Baltimore. I mean, those are those are tough games. Uh, obviously the Bills have to deal with Dallas themselves here. So if they get it and you want to kind of want to count on a loss by Miami in one of those games, but I mean, they're, they're two of the tougher games on their schedule all year and they're back to back weeks. And if you can count on the Bills to win this Dallas game and then take care of business, your chances of going in there to play, the Dolphins for the division, I think are excellent. Uh, so that's why I feel like Sunday is huge for the vibes. It'll be very interesting. I mean, I know I know the cliff we all sort of appeared to be on or frankly were on last week uh, talking about McDermott, and that's been running for weeks on end now, uh, talking about his future and, you know, his character and, and all, all just all of it, right? To have had this season and still be in the position they're in or could be in, I mean, Sunday feels huge for that, you know? Whereas I think if they if they don't get the game against Dallas, which to me there will be no shame in losing to the Dallas Cowboys, the kind of year they're having, okay? That's just my opinion sitting here on a Wednesday. I know how we'll all probably feel on Sunday uh, evening when I start postgame if it doesn't go the Bills' way. It'll be right back to, you know, Tyler Dunn said this about Sean McDermott and he can't close out games and whatever, he can't get them ready, whatever it is. Uh, all the criticisms that were quelled by the Chiefs' win will probably be right back in the forefront. And and I, I guess as someone who's been, you know, critical of McDermott this year, I guess I still i am going to want to raise my hand. I'm getting ready for Sunday night already. Um I'm saying Sunday night because postgame will be starting at 7.30 or whatever time it starts after these 4.25 kickoffs. Uh, I want to raise my hand right now. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to be a peacekeeper uh, on Sunday if the Bills don't win this game because their playoff odds winning the other three will still be excellent. And so you'll still have a, a lot of a race to run and a very good chance of having it end with success. Uh, The division would probably be a little harder. Of course, if Miami loses both games to Dallas and Baltimore, then, you know, you're right back there, even if you lose the Dallas game. So I'm a little torn, right? And I think maybe some of the fans will be too, because, you know, a a disappointing loss at home to Dallas um, might, might put you right back where you were when you were mad about everything. But the reality of the situation will still be, despite there being a 7-7 seven and seven record, again, if they don't get this Dallas game, their chances are still very good. I just saw while I was talking to Eric, of the 7-6 and six teams in the AFC, the Bills are the only, 
it's not the only they didn't have all of the, what are there six teams right that are seven and six. I don't think they had all six of them on the screen, so I'm not sure who was omitted. But I know this: there were at least five teams up there. The only minus money to make the playoffs bet right now. I'm assuming this is from ESPN Bet, the now new gambling arm of ESPN. Uh, the only minus money is the Bills. Everybody else is plus money uh, to make the playoffs At, with the same record. You know that takes everything into account here. The gambling odds, you know, believe it or not, they take everything into account. Right, schedule, you know, who you're playing, how you're playing, all that sort of stuff is baked in. And of that group of seven and six teams that just flashed on the screen, again, I don't know. I don't know if someone was missing and why that would have been because I don't think there were six teams up there. If there were, I apologize. But the Bills are the only minus money of, of, of a group of seven and six teams in the AFC. So, and that, you know, why is that? Well, because even if they lose to Dallas, they still have an 80% chance of making the playoffs if they win those three games against the Chargers and the Patriots and, of course, Miami, most definitively at the end of the year. So, you know, you're you're in good shape even with a loss to Dallas. I'm not trying to, like, butter you up for not being upset about a loss. I'm just saying I know how this goes and I know how hot it'll be if the Bills don't get this game, but there's still going to be a race to run uh, if they don't get it. And, and I'm not, uh, by saying that, I'm also not meaning to imply, excuse me, that uh, I don't like their chances. So I, I, I think this this game in Buffalo is such a tremendous opportunity again for them. I, I'm, I'm feeling the same. I've had the same feeling three weeks running. Um, going into the, I love them going. I'm oh, I still can't believe they didn't get that game. I love them going into the Eagles game. I just thought, you know, this this sets up perfectly, right? We're 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 dead in the water, six and six, uh, or no, six and five, going in going into Philly. Like, who loved their chances in that game? I thought it set up great. Philly's been sort of flawed all year, and I thought they could get got, and the Bills did some getting or gotten, uh, and just could not close the deal. So frustrating, uh, but I. I think they can make hay against this Dallas team. You know, I think, um, but they got it to me. They're going to have to unlock digs in order to do it. I think that is, that is the thing in this game. I'm I'm looking at Joe Marino, who uh, I think is a regular with the guys in the morning here. Yeah. On Wednesdays, uh, Joe, um, it put a chart out this, uh, this afternoon that came across my Twitter feed and it's the last month here, last four games, uh, Diggs is at 36 targets. Davis is at 18 targets. Four games, 36 targets. You know, nine. It's not you know, not nine a game. I mean, that's not nothing. But I don't know. Can we can we push that to like 15? Maybe. I, I don't know about 20. I mean, that might be a record. I don't know. But I feel like the, the way Dallas wants to play on defense and single coverage, I gotta trust. I gotta trust my guys. And so it's funny, earlier today, there was one person on hold that we didn't get to that wanted, was eager to point out, like, slow the game down is the way to, be, to win this game. Like, slow it down, because Dallas is so high-flying on offense, and I'm, I'm the opposite. I, I, don't, I don't think the Bills are equipped defensively to really slow Dallas down 
like you like you would need to, to play that game. I, I just think Dallas is going to get their points in this game. Uh, the, the the injuries are just too much to overcome. I think on defense to play a game where you're just going to take take them out of their game on offense. I think Prescott's going to get his yards, and 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 Ceedee Lamb's going to get his. They're they're going to they're going to do it. They're going to do what they do. And the Bills are going to really need to be on it offensively in the passing game. I think a, a Diggs day, like a, like an eight for one seventy and two scores, like that's. You want to ask me how you win this game? That's where I start. I think that's a stat line for Diggs that they win with. And I'm not saying they can't win some other way, but man, that is the outcome I would bet the highest on. Like they get that game from Diggs. I think that gives you the best chance to win this game. I mean, it, like it, Dallas's defense is built to get beat over the top. It was more so when they had Diggs' brother healthy, but they are a team that is willing to risk it for the biscuit. Yep. I mean, like that's Parsons is the hellraiser. They've got a ton of guys who get turnovers, and it, it, they, that's how their defense is played. And and it feels like I would almost say like Diggs going off would be great. This also feels like a game Gabe Davis could take advantage of, where just they're not awesome at the safety position. Their cornerbacks have been depleted, but they're still getting turnovers. But it does feel like big plays might be how you have to win. It really does. Like I, I think the digs line for eight one seventy is probably perfect because there's a few deep balls in there, and I think that's how they've got to beat them. The idea of slowing it down, we, we've seen how the Bills' offense plays slow down this year. It's not good. They're a team that does need to you know pick mm-hmm. it up, keep going. You know, don't stop for twenty five seconds to get a play, and like they've got to keep going. If they slow it down. I feel like that's where I don't want to say they get in their own head, but it's just that's not how they're built to win. I think you do have to just kind of go at Dallas and see what happens. Yep. I, I really think that's how you got to do it. Let me get, let me give you a stat line here: eight for two hundred and nine yards and five scores. Who do you, who do you think that is? Feels like a Justin Jefferson kind of game. Is that oh is that AJ Brown? That is that's Duran Bland on the season for the Cowboys. Oh, wow. Interceptions eight. Five touchdowns, two hundred and nine yards. He's he is amazing. Like he, Five he's a pick sixes. Ball. Yeah, they they want to get after it. I think you got you got you got to you got to go right at that. Don't duck it. Right. It, if if you are going to go down and you Allen's going to miss and they're going to get you, then they're going to get you. But I do not think there's another way to win this game. I don't think the Bills are equipped to just line up and just grind it out and try to keep Dallas off the field and dominate time of possession and get a turnover or two and like see if we can get out of there. Like kind of like the Kansas City game last week, as it turned out. Uh, I think you're going to have to go. And yep. un- unlike Kansas City. Like you said, I think this team is vulnerable down the field, and you're going to have to exploit that. And you got just the guys to do it. So, like, wake, don't miss the wake up call Sunday, guys. Uh, I'm going to need y'all. And Gabe, good point on Davis. Like, I'm focused on Diggs. Um, we'll see, like, how much they want to double him and what that presents for everyone else. But I think down the field is where you're at in this game. And oh my God, how did it get to be 10 to 5? Um, We'll take a break. Uh, I am the Bulldog. 803-0550 is the number. Sal Capaccio coming up at the top of the hour. Talking Bills, talking Cowboys, talking football here on WGR. All right, we got a hustle here. Sal Capaccio is due up after the uh, top of the hour update here. So uh, this will be quick. One one more little nugget. Maybe it's not that little. Um, <clears throat> on this Diggs thing I'm talking about here, like just f- feed him. Get in. I just tweeted back at somebody. Uh, you know, nine nine targets a game on average. It, you know, it's pretty good. Like yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty good. 
I, I'm going to need more, I think, this week. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need more. I predict they will need more. And a part of this to me, I mean, A, he's your best guy. B, they can be beat there. C, do you think he wouldn't like to show out against his brother's team? Like, I know maybe this is just me as a fan because, you know, I know he's he's talked about, you know, his brother's, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I want? The, the, the You know, the... The, the way the, the way his his brothers tweeted about the Bills, you got to get bro big bro out of there and all that stuff, um, just doesn't maybe sit well with the fan base. I know Diggs explained it all from his perspective. Um, he's playing against his brother's team, even though the, the kid's hurt. I mean, I just I can't imagine Diggs would not like to put up eight and one seventy against Dallas. With, you know, with, with his brother watching, so. Uh, that that also plays into it, right? So he's he sort of had a sleepy month here. The stats ain't popping, and so like let's go, right? Big game, big spot. I think the opponent is just right, and there's that added little that added little family piece. And I just I, I just imagine Diggs like I think he's always competitive. I think he's always like dialed in and ready to go. I think there's probably a little more there. Playing against again against his brother's team, uh, Gilmore's a, you know a highly respected veteran corner in the league. If he travels with Diggs, you think Diggs wouldn't like to just stick it to him? I mean, that's who he is. So lean into it is what I say. Just get just get all the way there, man. Like this is a game that you you having this dude on your team can really work for you. It always should work for you. He's excellent, but I think this is a particular matchup. That just it just hits all the right notes to lean into using digs heavily in this game. Uh, that's where I'm at. All right, let's take a time out and kind of reset things here. We'll get Sal in. Um, the Bills had a, a walkthrough practice. There's an injury report to pour through, and all of it with Sal as we continue. Mike Shope's got the day off today, along with Zach Jones. I'm the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.